Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it! My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Coming up at about 4.30, a little bit after, uh, journalist Alex Berenson. Awesome. Friend friend of the show. One of the most interesting interviews we always do on this show is Alex Berenson. He'll have some updates on his lawsuit with Joe Biden and Big Pharma. Um, I'm going to ask him about Elon Musk blocked him. Oh no! Because he, they had some beef because Alex Berenson was one of the guys who, you know, uncovered some of those Twitter files, right? And apparently, he did it. He released it on his Substack, unreported truths, and didn't do it on Twitter. Well, he did it on Twitter. He did both. And okay. Elon Musk had an issue with that, so we'll get a, a complete update there a little bit after four thirty. Now, some of our Favorite TV pals were doing the uh, media rounds this past weekend. How about Senate Intel Committee loser Adam Schiff? Little pencil neck Adam Schiff. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not forget about our friend Eric Fartwell. The president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. Did you see Fartwell at the 49ers game? Yeah, I saw Fartwell and Brian Stelter. Oh, God. Did you see the Brian Stelter one? Yes. He was tailgating. Stelter, uh, the like, thumb, is an know. Eagles fan. He doesn't watch football. And uh, Swalwell, Fartwell, of course, was representing the 49ers. Well, Pencilneck <laughs> and Fartwell spoke to CNN, and uh, Dana Bash did the interview with both of them. Let me guess. They can't stop crying that they were re- removed from th- this committee by McCarthy, the House Speaker. That's they cannot correct. stop crying about it. That's correct. And to her credit... Again, a rare act of journalism from CNN. Dana Bash put Adam Schiff's junk in a vice grip about lying (laughs) about the whistleblower. Ahead of the first Trump impeachment, you said the committee had not spoken to a whistleblower. In fact, that turned out not to be true. You know, the Washington Post uh, said so in their in their fact check. Uh, The Washington Post uh, uh, identified that, yes, before the person became a whistleblower, they sought advice from the committee. Uh, When I was asked the question, I thought they were referring to whether we had brought the whistleblower in. Uh, And I should have been more clear in my answer. I should have been more clear. No, you lied. You got busted, and that was your Weasley answer for (laughs) lying about the identity of the whistleblower. Not only that, but he lied to us for years about Russia collusion, Trump, uh, every day. This is, you know, the Senate Intel Committee. Uh, Or, I'm sorry, the, 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 the House Intel Committee. He lied to us to our faces for two years about yes we do have evidence of collusion with trump and russia when they didn't have a shred so after we heard uh adam schiff uh try to do the little run around song and dance there it was fartwell's turn <laughs> and listen here as dana bash puts his shorts in the salad shooter asking him about sleeping and shagging the chinese spy you say very clearly you cut off ties with this person back in 2015 when you found out you cooperated with the FBI. But the bottom line question is this. Did you put yourself in a vulnerable position in any way so that this alleged Chinese spy could have benefited or even learn American secrets? No, absolutely not. Uh, but, Dana, uh, don't take my word for it. Um, take the FBI's word for it. They never talk about ongoing investigations and, and 
former Chairman Schiff knows this as a member of the Gang of Eight. Three different times they came out and said two things. All I did was help them, and also I was never under any suspicion of wrongdoing. Oh, okay. So your your buddies, Schiff and the other guys, said you were fine? Right. Your your other Democrat buddies said, ah, don't worry about it. You're fine? Uh, the FBI Anything? said it was cool. Well, that's good enough for us. Okay, fine. He was compromised. He still could have been compromised. Still could be compromised by that relationship. Who knows, you know, the depths of exactly what happened there. It cracks me up that those chicken heads on The View are convinced that Donald Trump was selling nuclear codes at a Mar-a-Lago. Meanwhile, on the House Intel Committee, you've got a dude who is literally shagging a spy, <laughs> and they're fine with that. They're cool with that. All right. So just Same when you thing, thought the spy that shagged me, <laughs> just when you thought that interview couldn't have any more losers on it, it's kind of like the you know world of professional wrestling. The WWE had their Royal Rumble, where every you know couple of minutes a new wrestler runs into the ring. Well, Ilhan Omar decided <laughs> to join the conversation, and <laughs> Ilhan Omar tells Dana Bash that. Yeah, she might have used some salty language about the Jews in the past. You said that Israel hypnotized the world. You said Israel is an apartheid regime, that politicians with pro-Israel stances were all about the Benjamins, which you very notably apologized for, Uh, that you support the BDS movement, which a lot of people think is rooted in anti-Semitism, compare the U.S. and Israel to Hamas and the Taliban. I want to give you a chance to respond to all of that, which they say is a clear pattern. Yeah, um, I might have uh, used words at the time that I didn't understand were trafficking in uh, anti-Semitism. When that was brought to my attention, I apologized. I owned up to it. That's the kind of person that I am. That's the kind of person she is. I'm an anti-Semite, and when I say things out loud, I'll apologize for it. Because that's the kind of person I am. (laughs) She didn't know what she was saying. I mean, Pelosi came to her defense. Remember, that was like a year or two ago uh, um, about some of her anti-Semitic statements. Um, Like Pelosi and the House... What did she say? She she tried to defend her, like saying, "Oh, she didn't know what she was saying." Um, um, she, like Pelosi, she was Borat yeah, coming over exactly. here, not understanding the language. Omar gra- Ilhan Omar graduated from college with a double major. She's smart with a bachelor's degree, political science, and in, in, in international studies. She's not an idiot. Right. Those are some of the most classic anti-Semitic tropes that are out there. And I mean, she listed off like five in a row. Oh, I didn't know what I was saying. You said Jews hypnotized the world. <laughs> You, God. you said Jews were all about the Benjamins, and then the interview goes on, and Ilhan Omar tries to act like, well, I never knew there was some sort of stereotype about Jewish people and money. So when you apologized uh, for the all about the Benjamins <clears throat> comment, you said anti-Semitism is real, and I'm grateful for Jewish allies and colleagues who are educating me on the painful history of anti-Semitic tropes. What did you learn? A lot. Um, I certainly did not or was not aware that the word hypnotize uh, was a trope. Um, I wasn't aware um, of, of the fact that there are tropes about Jews and money. Um, that has been a very enlightening uh, 
part of of this journey. She's a liar. So when you said it's all about the Benjamins, you didn't know that there was a stereotype about Jewish people and money. Like George Carlin once said, some people lie. Some people are full of crap. (laughs) One of the oldest anti-Semitic tropes there is, the, the, the evil Jewish money influencing the politicians. That's that's a, a, a classic. It's 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 one of the oldest things there is. What do you mean? Like, she didn't like, understand what like, she was talking about. <laughs> She's not Borat. <laughs> she wants you that's to believe. You that's yeah. her defense. Well, I'm, I'm Borat. I don't know what I'm saying. Afterwards, she probably gave two thumbs up. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> producer James is in house today. Can we get a little uh, uh, mood music, please? Yeah. We get a little feud here, Nige. Right. We've got the host of Meet the Press, Chuck Todd, and House Republican Jim Jordan. They kind of went at each other on Meet the Press yesterday regarding the fact that the FBI had a full-on raid at Mar-a-Lago when it comes to classified documents. But when it comes to Biden's garage next to his bitchin' Corvette with the door open, everything seems to be fine. 60 days before they actually uh, executed the subpoena. And more importantly, the only time the public found out about it is because Donald Trump told the public about it. This was not some sort of the you painted as a picture of the FBI did this, this and this within hours of each other when it was actually a year and a half of Donald Trump not complying with any of the requests from National Archives. A year and a half. This is not some sort of uh, proof that somehow that they've weaponized and playing politics over here. They raided, they raided Trump's home. They haven't raided Biden's home. Because they, Biden didn't defy a subpoena, Congressman. He defied a subpoena. By the way, he had 60 days to comply with Trump's, a subpoena before they actually executed President the Trump warrant. had documents locked in a room with Secret Service protecting them. Uh, President Biden had documents in his garage and in a think tank that was funded by the Chinese. I think there's a difference. President Trump was the only guy who was actually are, president. Are, And I do believe that there's a little bit of a difference here. Why didn't Biden get a subpoena? And if he did, how was it different than Donald Trump? Donald Trump said, yeah, I'm not working with you lunatics for four years now, six years. Absolutely. You've been up my backside with ridiculous bullcrap, everything from Russian PP tapes to Russian collusion. No, we're done here. Um, Now, Donald Trump said he told his attorneys, we'll give you what you want, but, you know, we're going to give it to you. That wasn't good enough. So now Chuck Todd is carrying the water for the Biden administration because you can't have classified material. One is a vice president because you're not allowed to redact it. And number two, in a garage with your drug <laughs> using cokehead son just running in and out. Here's a little more. The, me. You talk about that. You're worried about the Chinese and, and, and Hunter Biden. No, I'm just saying. Are I you think worried about the Chinese and Donald they Trump? They took pictures. They took pictures of. Are you at all worried about that? No, uh, I'm not. But they took pictures of, of the documents at Trump's house. They took no pictures of documents. In fact, it's not just me who would like to know what went on here. Senator Warner said it last I, week. He would like to get a briefing. He wants to see the documents. No and guess what? The FBI the issue, is saying no, but they took pictures the of the issue folders is not whether, in Trump's home. The issue is not whether Joe, what Joe Biden did. No, the issue is equal treatment under the law. That's the issue. No, the issue is treatment under the law. You do not seem to ever see the same conspiratorial problems when it's a Republican. Those were all investigated for four years and they continue to do it. 
So that went on for about another six, seven minutes of Chuck Todd <laughs> saying everything under the sun to protect Joe Biden and Jim Jordan going the other direction. All right, Matt Baer, what's up? 